Hi guys, I'm Lindsay and you're listening to the 1783 Photography Podcast. So we've changed the name, but not the podcast. Today, I want to talk about the power of saying yes and what that has on the success of your business. I also want to dedicate this entire episode to Tina Fey because she's like the background to this. I heard this infamous quote that you probably know what I'm going to say. When I first heard that I was just starting my business, like just about a year in and I was scared of everything. Like I at one point was scared to tell my family, like my cousins that I was starting a photography business. And now like I share things all the time too much. Like I I'm everywhere. You know, if you know me, you know my business, but five years ago when I was starting, I was so embarrassed, you know, cause I feel completely talentless. I don't know what I'm doing and you probably feel the same way, but this Tina Fey quote changed my life. So we're dedicating this podcast to her and I love her. She's so hilarious. So the quote I'm about to say is say yes and figure it out later. And she wrote this in her book. She was asked to write for SNL and it was a dream job. Of course, like an amazing opportunity But she was terrified. And if she let it, her fear would have easily taken over and she could have turned it down because, you know, she wanted to say no. Like we all, it's so much easier to say no. It's the easiest thing in the world. I even like, oh, I know the feeling so well where I can just be like, no, no, I'm good. Like not, you know, going somewhere that someone has invited me to. Like I've bought tickets to, you know, other networking events for, others in the wedding industry and haven't gone like every year in a row. I just, I love saying yes to things in the beginning. And then when the time comes, I'm like, oh no, I can't do that. When it comes to business, you can't do that. Like if you go to wedding inquiry, you can't say yes at first and then be like, oh no, never mind. It's easier to just say no in the beginning. And then you're like, okay, I don't have to worry about it. I mean, there's some emails that I couldn't even answer when someone you know, wanted to hire me and they wanted to look at full wedding galleries and I didn't have them at all because all I had been doing was styled shoots or second shooting and I couldn't use the images. So I wouldn't have, you know, a full gallery. Like you could tell that I wasn't like I hadn't booked my own wedding before. And I was just too scared. I'm like, I can't even like, I'm just not going to answer this. Like I'm, I know they're contacting other people. Like I'm not, I'm just going to completely say no by just like ghosting them. So when Tina Fey says, say yes and figure it out later, she means like just blindly, like ignorance is bliss, just complete YOLO. As I like to say, do it. Just say yes. Be like, fuck it. Say yes. I'm just going to say yes. I'm not going to think about anything yet. I'm not going to think about anything else. I'm just going to say yes. And I'm going to figure out all the bullshit later. Like all that fear and like, you know, the devil on your shoulder telling you like, no, 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 say no. It's okay. It's okay. You can say no. Everything will be fine. But then the other side of you is like, no, I know I need to say yes to this. Like this would be an amazing opportunity. I'm just so scared. Like I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. And I'll tell you a personal story of mine. I did kind of turn down my first wedding. It was a girl I went to high school with. I knew her. She even was like complimenting me. Like I had only, I had never done a real wedding before. And since I knew her, I was comfortable with telling her, look, like I know you and I care about your wedding day and I care about it so much that I'm not going to let you hire me because 
I don't have the experience. Like I've second shot and I've been at weddings, but I've never done my, my own wedding. Like, you know, and this is to the point where I didn't know how much to charge. I didn't know about contracts or anything. So I was like, I have no freaking clue what I'm doing. And I was so afraid that I was going to ruin her wedding day that I was like, you know, I, I can't do it. And she had told me that they were between me and someone they knew who had like had a full fledged business. And I was like, please go with them. I would feel so much better. So I kind of turned down my first wedding, but then as I second shot more, I experienced, I think I second shot five weddings for completely free just to use the images and I would post those. And then, you know, I would get some inquiries and none of the inquiries ever worked out until I got two at the same time. And these people were really interested, like far enough that I sent them pricing and they were like, we'll go with you. And I was like, oh shit. Like, oh, wait, how do I do my own wedding? Like, how do I be the lead photographer? Like, what the heck do I do? There's so much that goes into it. You know, there's a certain location. The time depends on the couple. I'm used to doing my sessions, you know, when I want at the time so I can make sure the lighting's right. Like, I was freaking out. And then T-Dog popped in my head. Good old Tina Fey. And she was like, bitch, say yes and figure it out later. And I was like, fuck it. Okay, fine. And I let them book me. And I remember specifically the first of those two that I did. It was <laughs> the world's most horrible lighting. And it's this peninsula. And they were getting married at the end of the peninsula, really. And so the sun is setting behind them, which you think, oh my God, beautiful. I even had people um, tell me that as my, so I had my husband as my second shooter and we get there, I get there super early and I'm like, okay, I got to look around, you know, figure out what the lighting is. Like I'm making my husband, Matt stand in the position that the bride would stand in. I'm like, okay, she's going to walk down this way. And these people were here and I was talking about the lighting because as I'm photographing Matt, I'm realizing, okay, so if you can vision this, I'm standing on, um, I'm standing on this peninsula basically and across the water is land and there's trees and then <laughs> I sound like I'm like describing something to a child there's land and trees um, so the sun's setting behind those trees so the couple is going to be with their backs towards the sun which we always want but it was so the sun was blaring because it's huge because it's setting but nothing was blocking it so it was coming directly into the camera. So there's all this haze, there's this sun glare and I'm used to, and what I, I mean, I still do today is I'm, I use something to block that sun, whether it's a tree, if the sun is high, if you can block the sun with your couple, that's how you get good, even lighting on the front of them. But when the sun is at a certain position, there's nothing blocking it. That's why you wouldn't want to shoot in the middle of the day because you can't block it. And it's just, ugh. It's horrible. It gives a completely different look to your photos and you want to avoid that at all costs. So I'm like, shit, what am I supposed to do? And so these people were like, oh yeah, people love to come down here and take prom photos, but they don't realize that like they have to come down here when the sun is behind the trees because you ever take a photo with your cell phone and the person is completely dark. They're like completely dark and you can't see them at all, but you can see the background. Like that's what happens. And that's what happened with my camera. So I'm messing with the light the whole time. So basically all of the ceremony photos are all in completely different lighting. Then what goes even worse, but 
listen to this the whole time I'm telling this story as like taking everything I'm saying with a grain of salt because in my mind this was horrible this is the end of the world but this bride to this day loves the photos she wanted to submit them to like a magazine or a publication and I was like laughing I'm like are you kidding me I mean it made me feel so amazing like I'm so thankful for her but I'm like I'm just like what there's no way that you could ever submit these like you know because I'm so critical of myself but to everyone else even you listening to this if you saw the photos you'd be like oh this isn't that bad or you know so you just have to remember that we always think so much worse of ourselves we're so critical of ourselves and no one else sees us that way like no one else is noticing when you mess up so the first kiss comes along and it's this big groom he's a police officer this huge macho guy and you know I'm not used to how ceremonies go now I feel like I could like officiate a ceremony I'm not registered or whatever but I've seen so many of them I feel like I could do it but at the time I wasn't used to it I hadn't attended so many weddings in my day like two or three maybe so I didn't know exactly when the first kiss was going to come so my husband was second shooting only the ceremony so he gets a fantastic first kiss shot with a zoom lens that I had I was on the side of the groom and he grabs his wife with his huge arms and you can't even see her in my photo. And I'm like, oh my God. And I didn't know that Matt had gotten a good photo. And to this day he brings it up and he's like, yep, I saved you. You know, like that's like the photo. You think of weddings and you're like the first kiss. If you miss that photo, like you're a horrible wedding photographer that everyone has to think that. So then... So then the reception comes and this is the first time I've used my flash. So because I had said yes and kind of like dealt with all that fear and stuff I didn't know later, I had to purchase a flash, learn how to use it. So I learned bouncing it off the ceiling, using the little pop-up reflection card to aim at your subject. This was a, that had different leveled ceiling and I learned my flash as much as I could. And at the time, oh my gosh, it sounds so easy now that I think about it. I know it like the back of my hand. But at the time, I wasn't completely comfortable with changing the level of power. So I needed to basically adjust that power level of the flash for all the rooms. There was like three rooms and I was photographing constantly in all of them. And so every photo was either too light or too dark. I mean, there was some that were just right, but I just, I remember I was messing with it the whole time. So my husband and I are driving home and I'm like, I don't think this is for me. I completely was like, oh no, oh no, I'm not doing this again. I'm never doing this again. This, I'm not having fun. I don't like this. Because that wedding was a super short, very low budget, very beginner wedding. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it's hard when you see all these like high end, really glamorous, just like perfect, you know, perfect lighting, perfect skin tones. And that's what you want. And then you look at what you have or what you have done and you're like, how do I get to there? But there is a way because I was exactly where you are now. And now 
I'm creating the content and the images that I looked up to when I very first started. All of that took me saying those terrifying yeses. Like, yeah, I'll book my first wedding. Yeah, I'll shoot this wedding in this lighting that I don't know how to control and then shoot the reception and all these details. You know, I'm shooting stuff that I would like look at all the time, like think, you know, photos that I would pin on Pinterest for myself that I was like, okay, I want to create this. I want it to look like this. And I was photographing something that at the time I'm like, I don't even like this. How is this going to benefit me? I'm having a horrible time. But then later, the bride is like wanting to submit the wedding. She loves the images. I've captured something so special for her. And it became so much more than just photographing the perfect wedding and having the perfect images and the perfect couple and the perfect florals and setting and all of that. I learned so much. I learned about lighting and then editing all those photos. And then I went on to blogging. And then that bride was a word of mouth referral for so many future clients of mine. Clients that are now paying me prices that are four times more what my original bride paid. So let's talk about other important things to say yes to. Things like networking. But there's a difference between corporate networking events and like creative small business networking events. And you can go to those networking events or, you know, open houses and pay to be there. Some people love that. Like that's their vibe. That is totally fine. I don't like leaving my house. I don't like leaving my dog. And I don't like to pay for a lot of things. <laughs> Very cheap. I'm like, if I can just do this another way, that's going to be free or using my time. And sometimes, you know, I use too much of my time that should be worth more, but I'd rather use my time than my money. So I started reaching out on social media to other vendors and a lot of vendors who I felt like were at the kind of like the same level as me. They were just starting out or, you know, hadn't been, you know, cause you know, the difference between really high end wedding vendors and budget friendly ones. And a lot of times looking at their Instagram, you can tell. So of course I wasn't reaching for the stars. And you can, if you are confident enough, like go ahead and do it because you will have someone eventually tell you yes. And that kind of like catapults you a little higher than the rest, but to feel more comfortable. And I know from the get go, it's so scary to reach out to anyone because you're thinking, you're like, who the hell am I to just, you know, want to work with this person who obviously has a business. They pro you always think that everybody's better than you and bigger than you. Like you always think like you're the worst and every single other person is so much better than you. But then you get to know that person and you realize, oh, like that person thought that of me. They thought that I was bigger and better than I thought I was. So it's always a good idea to reach out to people who you feel like are kind of like on the same level as you. So just reaching out to them on social media or, you know, going to their website and being nice and sending them an email and filling out a contact form. I feel like everybody enjoys DMing with people they know, but when it's a business owner and you DM them on Instagram and ask for pricing or just like talking anything business, it's so annoying. Cause I'm like, yeah, I could talk to you on here. And then I would have that going off my email, my Facebook messenger. I have my Facebook messenger on auto reply with my business. I'm like, I, it doesn't even alert me. And now Instagram's starting to put certain messages from people that I do message with all the time. And one person that I was following and I was like, Oh geez, now it's putting it in another category and it's not telling me. So if you want to get in contact with someone like anyone, 
especially a business owner, go through their website and use their email. They set those things up for a reason. So just contacting them, asking if they want to work together. It's awesome if you set up a shoot, you have a Pinterest board, you have the full idea, and then just getting those vendors. You, like, especially if you're a photographer, you can get a planner for a shoot that you set up. It doesn't have to be the planner that sets it up. That's what I do all the time. I'm a huge control freak and I'm always like, okay, I want to do this and I, I work better alone. I'd rather work alone, but I always get planners and venues. I fit them into the vision. You know, as long as you have somebody who agrees with the vision. I mean, a lot of times people, they want your photos. They want the content to be able to share. I mean, you're lucky that you're a photographer and Instagram's the biggest place ever. You can share all your work easily. It's based off of photographs. I mean, thank God, Lord, baby Jesus Christ, that I'm a photographer and Instagram is like the biggest social media platform and it's free and it's such a marketing tool. But other wedding vendors and creatives don't have that. They're taking their own photos or they're trying desperately to get photos from other weddings they have done. A lot of times they either don't like the photos or they can't get them. They don't have access to them. So doing styled shoots is awesome for everybody in that aspect, everybody except the photographer, to use those photos. So using those photos is something very powerful to say, hey, you know, do you want to work with me? I, my, the very first style shoot I did, like all of the vendors, we didn't even know what we were doing. The um, hairstylist and the makeup artist also styled, and we were all just beginning. We wanted to get together. We wanted to create something. And it was this huge, such expensive wedding venue, and they left us there by ourselves they were like okay sure like you can do the shoot and I mean it was the middle of February so they probably were like you know why not but she was like yeah lock up when when you're done it's this huge mansion and we were like okay number one we're scared and also some weird things happened it's definitely haunted (laughs) but uh we were just able to like do this whole shoot on this property that no bride would like ever hire us for and it was awesome. And it, just because I reached out, and of course I got a, I got a ton of no's. No one's ever rude. Like, no one's ever like, oh my God, who the hell are you? Like, that's what you think they're going to say to you. But no one's ever like that. As long as you professionally communicate with them and contact them, you know, saying like, this is my vision, I want to do this, and you sound, you know, you sound professional, you know, they'll either say, you know, we're booked, or maybe they won't answer at all. But you'll, you'll get a yes. Like, keep contacting people until you get a yes. I'm also going to, okay, I'm going to tell you a story about, um, the first assistant, um, that I had who then was a second shooter. And now she is such a good friend of mine, Emily. I'm talking about you, babe. Um, she wanted to put together this style shoot. And every time she came to the, to my house and we worked together during the week, I was like, you have to put together this styled shoot. She loved Arizona. She lived there. She loved cactuses. My mom loves cacti too. Cactuses, cacti. I don't know what to say. So she wanted to do a shoot around that. But of course she told me every excuse in the book, which I would say to her as well. Or like I would say to myself or somebody else, like it was every excuse, like we're in Maryland you know, you can't do anything like with cactus in Arizona. Like that doesn't make sense. Like how, you know, and then who would I even hire? Like, I don't know anybody and all this stuff. And so I was convincing her all the time and she finally put it together. She got a planner and she just ran with it. Like I convinced her in the beginning. I'm not trying to take credit for it, but I convinced her in the beginning. I was like talking to her about it. And then she did, she ran with it and got a planner and started working with them. Like, I didn't know anything else about it. I went towards the end 
it was weird another photographer showing up and I was like I have to see my baby put this together like how everything happened I mean she even had a videographer it was this whole thing and um I was going to share it on the Annapolis wedding blog which is a wedding blog that I run and before I could share it like Baltimore brides or Baltimore wedding or one of the Baltimore um wedding sites and magazines contacted her first and was like can we share this I was like are you kidding me right now so like her saying yes to herself and being like okay I'm just gonna do this like she had every fear in the book and she gave me every excuse and everything and like that's exactly what I told myself in the beginning you're probably telling yourself that right now too you're probably like you're like oh your your brain's just gonna tell you like oh what if you mess up like, what if you mess up? What if your card corrupts? What if you lost all the images? Like, what would you do? You're, it's like the devil on your shoulder. It's going to tell you everything. But you know what? If that ever happened, and there's such a low chance that any of the things that your brain's making up are even going to happen, and it's not the end of the world, there's such a higher chance of you having, like, just just 10, I could name, opportunities from an exact shoot helps propel you and your business so far. Okay, so I'm a type seven Enneagram, a seven wing six. It took me a couple times taking the test to figure out exactly what I was because I really like two different types of people. You would think I'm a Gemini, but I have like no Gemini. And well, do I? I'm a Virgo. I have to look at my chart to see if I've got any Gemini. If you don't know, I'm obsessed with the Zodiac. Look up your birth chart. I'm not talking about horoscopes. Horoscopes are bullshit like they don't don't read them that's stupid like don't okay sorry no offense to people who write horoscopes and you love them that's fine do what you want to do but that's not like what your zodiacs like your birth chart all that stuff go to astrocafe.com figure out your birth chart you'll be stunned anyways the enneagram is kind of like that as well it's like personality type so I'm a type seven, so that's the enthusiast. And we love to like be, we're like the positive friend. We like to, we love going on adventures, like last minute things, just like free in the wind, <laughs> like just, just like going and doing. There's so many possibilities, like so many things. And I feel like that helped me with my business a lot because I've always been like that. But I'm a wing six who also likes to feel like safe and stable <laughs> and has a lot of anxiety. Um, and I know as crazy as it sounds, but if you could have that type of outlook on your business, like when an opportunity comes, like not thinking of all the things that you're going to, or not that you're going to, but you might mess up and you're not going to, I can tell you right now, but instead imagining like all those possibilities from that style shit I talked about, it was a huge mansion. It was expensive. No bride would have ever hired me at the time. I did a wedding there last summer just and I had shot there before I could tell them you know I worked there before I could send them photos you know just me being there that means a lot to a bride so I booked a real wedding there that they paid me so much more than I ever charged when I first started the makeup artist I worked with at the shoot she's a bride of mine her friends are brides of mine the model we use she shared those photos all over Facebook. Like she had so much fun. We just had, we didn't even have a groom. We had a bride model, had a bridal store in the area, offered to lend us 
a dress for the day, a florist, make a bouquet, hair and makeup, a little styling, a cake. That's super fun shoot. That at first, like, I cannot believe that I was afraid to put together. But so many things that affect my business even today. Like, the wedding I did last year at that venue. It was, I even shared that online. I was like, I I took the real wedding that I was hired for at that huge mansion venue. I took a photo of the bride's dress in this doorway and I had done the same thing at the style shoot and I remember thinking with the dress that we used and I remember thinking like oh I can't wait till you know I'm getting paid to do this because of course like I drove over an hour there I drove oh my gosh I drove to southern Maryland to pick up the cake drive that all the way over the Chesapeake Bay so over the Bay Bridge to the eastern shore to the venue it was insane but it was so much fun it was such an adventure I didn't get paid a penny I spent money to do this virtually okay now that I'm done feeling like Joel Olstein and like preaching this to you um I'm going to talk a little bit about saying no because and this is one of the reasons why I'm doing a podcast like this and my mentor session deals with a lot of photographers who are starting out and they're in the first few years like they're getting paid here and there they know where they want to be they know what they want to shoot but they don't know how to like make that jump maybe if they want this to be their full-time job but a lot of the free education that I sought out like listen to podcasts and read blogs was about things like saying no, how to say no to something that's not worth it. And I feel like a lot of photographers start saying no to something. They get paid once and then they're like, okay, I need to say no to like the next thing. Like I need to get paid now. And it's like, no, you need to say yes to everything and you need to never be getting paid in order to run this business that you have now that's such an infant baby into, you know, and at full fledged, like adult, like mature business where you're working full time and you're making a lot of money doing something that you love. So when the time comes when you need to start saying no is when after you've said yes so many times to like everything and things like ideas that you've had or things that you've seen other people do like styled shoots and stuff like I'm not saying wait to put together styled shoots especially if you're a photographer you need to be the one putting them together and going out there and meeting with vendors and collaborating and shooting and all that stuff the first sign is not enjoying something like when you've put together something or whatever like you said yes to an opportunity and you did it and you hated it like say you know you're trying to do weddings and you portraits and stuff and someone's like oh we have this corporate event you want to photograph this corporate event I'm sure you're gonna do that and be like I hate this what the hell like this isn't fun at all and then you know okay that's not a part of my business I'm not doing that I will be paid to do something like that that's not my specialty that's not what my end goal is so I'm not gonna do anything for free with that anymore I mean maybe you do like it and then you're like okay I'll do this for free more and then I'll start charging charging slowly and slowly raising my pricing and then you know eventually I can make a living off of that but if you want to stick with portraiture and especially weddings that's where you need to put your time and energy and do things for free to get the experience to network with people to your talent and anything you need to work on there's just so many things god my seven enneagram is just shining through there's so many possibilities guys I just can't (laughs) I think of that girl from she says something. I'm so bad at memorizing like lines and stuff. So I'm going to butcher this. But she says something like, why can't everything be like sunshine and rainbows or something? I feel like 
that is what I sound like. But if you are like that in your business, you will go far. It's the people who are scared of doing things and then they just end up quitting. And if you never quit, if you keep going and you keep that positive attitude, you're not going to fail. Like you will reach the point you want to get to. I don't know if you follow Lizzo. I'm sure you've heard of who Lizzo is, the singer. She, I follow her on Twitter and she loves to share about how she worked for what, Liberty Tax or something. She dressed up as the Statue of Liberty and she was like, this was me. And then four years later, or maybe it was even less than that, the number one album or song and I'm performing. I mean, like her songs are in every commercial, like Walmart. I'm like, this girl is making so much money. But you know, in her mind, she's like, most of my life, this wasn't my life. Like this is, wasn't what I did, but she kept going. She did not stop. I always look at it like, like you have to start from the bottom. It's very few people that get to start in the middle or come through the gate and they are already surpassing you. But most people, it starts from the bottom and that's valuable. You need that. You need to start from the bottom. All that experience. I had an internship one time and the lady I was working under, she was like, I have made every mistake in the book. Like there's no mistake that you are going to make here that I haven't made. And that stuck with me. And it was such a small thing that she said, but that has stuck with me until today. Like you're going to make mistakes. You need to learn those mistakes though. Oh my God. I made so much so many mistakes. I worked for a state delegate. So it was very scary. Like all these politicians walking around. I remember I put like a, it was, I like made a simple, stupid, stupid mistake in front of the delegate. And I was like, oh my God, I hate myself. I want to die. Because from those mistakes come invaluable experience. And once you made the mistake, you're not going to make it again. Hopefully not. (laughs) I know I try not to make it again. (laughs) Um, There's an issue if you make it again. Uh, But you know, like once you made the mistake, you know, you, it's like, it's ingrained in your system. I'm never going to do that again. Now I know exactly what that's like. I've done that. Okay. I've passed the level on to the next one. And then those things that didn't work out, you know that they didn't work out and you know to say no to them. But in the beginning, if you don't feel like there's anything that you could really say no to. You're like, I'll take any paying thing. Like I'll take a portrait session. I'll take, you know, working for a realtor and photographing a house. Then take those things. And if they're not coming to you, go out and seek them, find them. And then you'll know, do I like this? Does it pay a good amount? You know, is it worth it? Am I enjoying this? And then you'll know exactly what to say no to. Okay, I've talked forever. We're going to finish this off. Um, in my last podcast that were like 15 minutes long, I said, as always, <laughs> I offer mentor sessions, but I've also changed the name of those to business coaching sessions, um, because they're for photographers and small business, creative entrepreneurs, calligraphy, you know, planning, maybe something not even in the wedding industry. You make jewelry and you, you know, you sell a lot and it's very much a part-time job and you work heavily on Etsy, but you use Instagram and social media to really market for yourself. You know, those sessions can be for you too. They're completely customizable. You know, everyone's different. Everyone's business is different. What everybody wants is different. I've mentored people who want to really have this as a part-time job and make a little extra 
cash on the side and raise their kids and be a stay-at-home mom. And then other people who were like, I am quitting my nursing job and I make so much money nursing, but I am quitting it. This is what I want to do. This is my passion. You know, everybody's different. So I have you fill out like this really in-depth questionnaire and we figure out, you know, what is your goal? What's your end goal? And kind of how to go about that. 